welcome to the Do It Get podcast. Because I don't think they get. I actually get, but do they get? No, they don't get. Do you get that they don't get? They that don't they get, get that they don't get. No, they don't get it. We you get don't get it. If you don't get it, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to the Do You Get podcast, and this is Florence. Hi guys, welcome back. It's Simi. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, welcome back, my friend said. Today we have two special guests, one who has been here before and one who is a newcomer, both who are friends of mine, Chika and Imano. Welcome to the Do You Get podcast. Please talk about that. Thank you. Welcome to the Take Podcast. I hope you guys have realized that Florence is my biggest hitter in this life. Uh, Clearly. Um, how about you guys introduce yourselves so that people can know who you are? Sir. Uh, uh Chica, you can go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know what you want me to say. I'm Chica. Um, I'm a college friend to Florence and Simi. Um, what I don't know what to say. <laughs> what you you to said say? that's fine. It's okay. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um. Well, my name is Emmanuel. Uh, like Simi said, I'm a newcomer here. Um, I've known Simi for a while now. Um, and yeah, I'm glad to be here. Lovely. We're happy to have you guys here. Um, so, unfortunately, this week, there is no dilemma. Um, but, as usual, please send us a dilemma with the link in our Instagram bio and also the link in the description of this episode. And, you know, we'll address your dilemma as we receive them. But, although there's no dilemma, this is still a very special episode because we are starting a new series of the podcast um which is going to talk about like typical life events and transitions that we're experiencing in our 20s um so throughout this series we're going to be bringing friends to share like their stories experiences with different topics that we believe are relevant and relatable to you know the journey of your 20s um so we're starting this series a little I guess heavy with today's topic, but I personally think it's an important topic that affects everyone at some point in their life. Um, um, typically, most people are introduced to this topic when they approach their twenties, anyway. So I feel like it's perfect. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about grief and loss. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, just a little disclaimer for anyone listening. Um, if you're experiencing grief or dealing with a loss of a lost one, you know, we're sending you all the love in the world and we hope that this episode helps you along your journey to finding a new normal. But yes, welcome mm-hmm. to this new welcome to this new dispensation <laughs> of this podcast. Don't you know that meme from um King of Boys? Which is like welcome to this new dispensation. She holds the cup up. Oh, I've not watched I've not watched that. Relax. Okay. Um. So I'll, I guess I'll ask the first question. Um. Uh, because I know all three of you have um experienced 
loss of a close a close one um but i guess my first question for you guys is um just tell me a little bit about like what happened so like who you lost and what that meant to you and when it happened so i lost my dad uh on august 17th of this year um so he had uh, dementia and he was diagnosed january 2018 and but we started seeing like symptoms a lot before that so but once he was diagnosed and like as the years went by it was obvious that there was like a progression of his illness and we are all very much aware of that and during covid time when we went home from college i was typically the one to stay with him most of the time so i was i was i had that interaction with him and i was with him like every, all the time and then i could see you know how the disease was progressing during during that time and even after covid so it's just even though like he was diagnosed a long time ago and I feel like with me it was kind of different because I knew what was coming up so I guess the grief kind of started even before he passed because I knew what was going to come so I feel like Mm. my situation could be a little bit different so but even after he passed you know obviously you're still going to have some grief but since I knew that was I knew it was coming up soon because by the when you looked at him, you could tell that it was going to come very soon. So I don't know. But after his death, I don't know. I feel like there have been times where I felt, you know, lonely, sad, of course, which is normal. But I truly struggled talking about him to a lot of people, to mm-hmm. anybody, to be honest. That's not my family, obviously, but to any of my closest mm-hmm. friends, I... And Florence and Simi can attest to this because I don't talk about it ever, even if I'm feeling down, which I know is a really big problem because, you know, they're your friends for a reason. And if you're sad, you should be able to reach out to them. But for some reason, I just don't do it. I don't talk about it. I don't, I don't know. It's just so hard for me, but that's something that I'm trying to work on even after his passing. So. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> I can imagine that it's a tough thing to just bring up. Like you said it so many times that like you didn't know when to bring it up and like when to bring it up in conversation and stuff. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Bringing something heavy like that. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> but I was just gonna say bringing up something heavy like that, just like out of the blue, is a mm-hmm. lot more difficult than you think. Like oh, for it's sure, so hard. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, how do you tell people? I think I've definitely explained that as well. And it's also like, I'm a very private person anyways. So, it's, and again, it's not news to broadcast. But in my life, I've never broadcasted things, whether good or bad. Like, whether I got a scholarship or I lost a job, it's only my parents that know. Like, I don't really go around saying things. So when something as personal as this happened, it's just like... You don't want to tell anybody. When it first happened to me, at least, like, when I heard... First of all, that... I heard of I got a call and that's how I found out. And 
Till today, I can still remember that phone call just because it's very, it was so traumatizing. And it was my older brother that called me to tell me. Mm-hmm. And like, my older brother is like one of my role models in this life. Like, I look up to him so much. Aww. So when he called me and he, he was, I knew something had happened because he was in, he was torn apart and he was just crying. And the first thing in my mind was like, I thought maybe my grandma had passed. But I'm like, there's no way that this woman passed and this guy is crying like this. So I thought, okay, maybe it was my dad or my mom. But he was just like, he couldn't speak. He was just shedding tears mm-hmm. and crying and crying. And then I'm like, what is going on? And then he just kept saying my little brother's name over and over again. Yeah, because he called me on FaceTime. And he just kept saying his name, saying his name. I'm like, what the fuck happens to this guy? Like, what is going on? And then he was like, oh, the police called me. And then in my mind, I'm like, okay, maybe he's in jail or something. Or maybe it was, I don't know. When he said the police, like, my, honestly, it's crazy to think now that I'm talking about, but my mind never went there. Like, oh, this boy is gone. Like, a million things came across my mind. Like, I kept saying, what's going on? Like, he was just speaking gibberish, honestly. I couldn't really hear what he was saying. And I guess because he was also traumatized as well. Um, and then he was just like, he's gone, he's gone, like, he's gone. And I was just like, stop, don't say that. And he just kept, like, it was, it was crazy. And, and I won't forget me, like, called Chica, because I had just spoken to Chica before my brother called me. And then I called Chica, and I was just like, I don't even know, like, my brain, I couldn't digest it. Like, mm-hmm. in that second, I, I really couldn't digest it. And I don't know. It's just crazy because before that, which is funny, I had just gotten my nails done. And I was ranting to my other friend, Faye. I was like, oh, this nail tech did rubbish. Da, 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 da. Then I called Chica to complain about that as well. When, then my brother called. And that night, because I was supposed to leave Dallas after, after the internship last year. So then I had saved one jollof rice like this. I was like, oh, I'm going to eat this jollof rice and chicken this night. Like, and then I didn't even eat dinner that night. I just went like, it's, it's just crazy. Like your whole world just stops. And yeah. it's like, no fucking way, bro. Like I couldn't, like I couldn't move. I sat down on my couch for like two hours straight. I was just looking at that. I don't think I've ever heard myself make that kind of noise, but I was just wailing. I was like, there is no way I called. I was calling him. I was texting him. I was like, "This cannot be real, bro." I just spoke to him, like what two days ago, you know. And bro, that shit was scary. And that was how I found out. Like um, my older brother called me. Honestly, I feel bad for my brother thinking about it now because he had that responsibility of sharing the news, which I can't even imagine what mm-hmm. that is like. Because um, we're a very close family unit, so honestly sometimes just like this i can't imagine having to you know be the one to to serve that news to somebody like that is crazy but yeah that's that was my my introduction to loss right um i guess i can go next um so like my mine Mine was mine is pretty. I guess it's been a while now. Like uh, so, in my case, I lost my father uh, ten years ago when I was thirteen, um, and I'm the only child of my mom and dad. 
so I was really close to my dad. Um, we were really, we were really close. Um, you know, just father and son, you know, this type of stuff. And um, in my case, it was really weird because um, uh, it, it just kind of happened out of the blue. Like, you know, like, um, I guess it, it would be different um, from like uh, Chica's case, for instance, where like, you know, this was a disease or like it was an illness and like, you know, it was progressing. Um, and, and in my case, it was just it was just something where um, I woke up like I, you know, I spoke to him the night before the next day um, I woke up and uh, we had a conversation in the morning, honestly, because um, my dad is very like, um, I guess, someone that tried to stay fit. So, he, you know, he, he went to the gym every day, every morning. Um, and he basically had he had gone to the gym that morning. And he had come back, and when he got back from the gym, uh, he had mentioned to me previously that, um, you know, just kind of like a like a rule of thumb, like you know, if you go to the gym after coming back from the gym, you don't want to take like soft drinks or whatever, because mm -hmm. basically when you take those soft drinks um, in the gym, it basically meant that like they only gave soft drinks to people that you know were kind of like about to lose consciousness because they had a lot of sugar, and you know it would help them kind of like come to. Mm -hmm. So I'm, so that day he had come back and, and, and he asked me for a drink. So I knew that something was something was wrong. And it was funny because I was studying for um, the junior school exam. I think Simos is uh, Becker, Be I think. Becker, right? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I was studying for like that exam. Um, and, and he just got back home. And once he got back home, he got the drink. I knew something was kind of wrong because like, you know, he was getting a soft drink and he never did that. It was kind of like a breaking routine. Mm -hmm. um, and... So I just, you know, I look down at my, my book and I'm studying and next thing I look up and he's like convulsing and like, you know, like convulsing, like white foam, like coming out from his mouth and stuff. Um, so I thought he was kidding at first. I thought he was playing. Like I thought maybe, I, well, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I just couldn't believe like I was like, you know, what, what's going on? I'd never seen that before. Um, and then he came to and started asking me like, what's wrong? Like, you know, like he didn't know what was going on. Um, and so I explained to him, like, what was happening, like, you know, like you were shaking, like, you know, like, like, you know, like that, that's kind of scary. Don't do that. Uh, and they just started again. Um, so I knew, like, at this point in time, that this wasn't like, you know, this wasn't a joke, like, you know, something was going on here. Um, so, yeah, I mean, well, just to cut the whole long story short, like, you know, my my mom was downstairs cooking. I had to inform her what was going on. And she came in, you know, instantly she's an adult, like, you know, so she knew, like, you know, something was like very wrong. So she just like, you know, started trying to, you know, get him all dressed up, like, you know what I'm saying, like, put some clothes on him so we can take him to the hospital. Drove him to the hospital, you know, um, got there. And, um, yeah, like, my, my mom was hysterical, so she wasn't really in the room with us, in the in the room where they put him in, like, to kind of, like, figure out what was wrong with him. She was just kind of outside, and, like, you know, it, it, it like like Simi said, it was it, it's pretty traumatizing because I, I still hear the screams of my mom that day. Mm -hmm. um walking around the hospital um and um yeah like you know like i i, I saw him take his last breaths and and um yeah you know he, he the doctors kept trying to like get across to him to um call his name you know trying to like keep him there like you know kind of like the whole thing like I, I guess you see that in movies like you know like stay with me you know don't yeah. you know whatever um yeah. and he wasn't responding um but then I called, it's funny because like, oh, it's not funny, but like I, I called his name um, and 
uh, I was the last name that he called before he died because he wasn't responding to the to doctors. When I called him, um, he, he called my name, um, like my middle name, which is Chimobi, he called my name. He, he would call me Obi. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he, he called me that. And then after that, he um, we lost him. So, yeah, that's just like a little summary of my own case, uh, how it happened for me. Um, I kind of it, it was really fast, but like I, I witnessed every every part of it um, happen. Yeah. That sounds very, very, very traumatizing. But um, I guess the question that I had is like, did that affect? I mean, it must have. It must have affected the your view of life in general, like what life means, especially since for you, Emmanuel, that happened like really, really early on in your development. So, how did that affect your view of life? Um. Um, I I was fucked up, shit. Like I was fucked up, like you know, like for real, like I was fucked up, like, like for real, like it, it's great. I can talk about it now, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, I can just talk about it, like you know, part of it being like you know, it's been so long, you know, so, um, but I still remember, you know, like just like you know, like Chica and Simi, like you know, like. You, these are moments you do you, you don't really forget like ever like you know you right. don't really like forget this type of things like you know what happens like you know you can yeah. recount it like you know step by step what went on um mm-hmm. but i guess to your question like <clears throat> yeah like it it really messed me up like being an only child um um i i really had to i really had to find a way to 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 deal with it because my my, my mom like, I guess I didn't really understand the ramifications of what had happened because I was still so young, like, to understand, like, okay, like, you know, th- there are consequences of this happening. I knew, okay, cool, I wasn't going to see my dad again, mm-hmm. which was, like, my main, that was, like, my main uh, stressor in my head. Like, you know, I'm not going to, because I was the kind of kid, like, you know, my dad would go on, like, trips, like, work trips, like, for three days, and, like, I'm already losing my mind, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, um, you know, asking my mom, calling him every day, like, you know, when are going to come back, when are going to come back? So, like, now trying to, like, understand the fact that, like, this wasn't going to be, like, a business trip anymore, you know? Like, mm-hmm. this was going to be, like, like this is real. Like, you know, I'm not going to see this man again. Um, mm-hmm. it, it definitely did change my my, my perspective because um, it made me really numb to, like, like life in general. Because mm-hmm. I was, like, you know, like, it, it made me understand how fragile it is, you know? Like, one day you can right. be here yeah. and one day you can be gone. So, like, I never really... It, yeah, that, I guess just to, I, yeah, it, it 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 fucked me up pretty much. That's 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 the answer. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I, even though I remember that day and everything surrounding like his passing, but honestly, I don't remember like my day to day, like five months after it happened. Like I was like I was living, but. My body was just doing things. Like, my mind wasn't there. Like, I wasn't actually present. And, like, I definitely lost myself. Because the thing is that this happened the summer before my senior year college. So, I went back to school. But (laughs) the grades are not showing that I was present. Like, those are the worst grades I've ever had in my life since I've been born. It was bad. Mm. Like, I wasn't going to class. Like... I wasn't, and you know me, I love money. I was even skipping work. Like, I couldn't move. Like, I was just, it was really bad. And it's, 
and most of the time I like, suffered in silence because like Chica was alluding to earlier, like you don't know how to tell your friends, like and the thing is that when you first tell people, Oh, I've lost this person, it's like, Oh, I'm so sorry for your loss, da, 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 da. but people move on and they're going to like yeah. their life is going to continue. Yeah. And like I get I don't want to say that they forget, but like it's not on the top of their mind anymore. Like they've said they've paid their condolences and they move on. But for you, you're stuck there and you're reliving that over and over and over and over and over again. And it's like you can't it's like you kind of at least for me personally, it's, it's like I was a ghost in my own body. And like all these responsibilities I have, like even the things I used to do in college with like certain orgs and stuff like that. And even with this podcast, like there's some days I'm struggling. I can't even tell friends like, bro, I can't. I can't move, but so you kind of put on this pretense and stuff like that. But like with things like grades and stuff, like it was bad. Like at some point, I had to confess to my parents. I was like, "This is like I'm not doing well." Those are the only things. I, I those are the only people I could actually go to and say, "I'm struggling. Like I'm not going to class. I'm not eating. I'm not moving. I'm not like I'm just existing. I'm not going to work." Da, da, da. And then something my mom said, and she was like this is painful and everything and I like it's difficult but I guess you just have to think like he wouldn't want you to live your life this way at the end of the day like he wants what is best for you and at that point I just like like honestly when she said that I was like I don't really care but I guess in hindsight now I get what she's saying like he wouldn't want you to be upset and like waste away because that's one thing with grief grief is so crippling like it can hold you down and hold you down bad but the unfortunate thing is you're they're gone but you're still here so you have to i guess give yourself the mindset of okay everything i'm doing now i'm doing to make them proud or like just to like so like it's not i don't so it's not like oh i just wasted my life because when you allow you can grief is very very powerful like i feel like it's one of the most powerful emotions ever so it can hold you down and you can waste away and your life becomes nothing but then when you pass, you have nothing to show for it because of this thing that you're allowed to kind of take your life away. I don't know if I'm saying it makes sense, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something my mom told me. She was like, you just have to, you ha- like, it's hard, but you have to, you have to keep going. Like, cause life will continue. You can't stop life as much as you want, like life to pause. Like, I wish life could give me like three months. Let me just dig myself into a hole, cry, cry, cry. And then wake up. But it's not gonna happen you know so that was something that i had to learn like and that's why I, the fall of my senior was rubbish but spring i kind of woke up i feel like for me it's a lot different because of the situation right you know we were all well my family and i we were all expecting his death to happen soon mm-hmm. um but in a way i don't know hopefully this doesn't sound bad but like in a way it kind of brings me a little bit of comfort that he did pass because leading up to his mm. death oh my gosh if you guys could see him like he he did not I don't want to get too graphic but like he would start to have like oh hopefully I don't tear up but he would start to have like um blisters and like bruises and like it was really bad and like you could just tell he was in so much pain which made me feel so upset but like it's mm-hmm. in a way like it feels like I I I have come a little bit of comfort, and I know my mom does too. That you know he is gone because he's yeah. no longer suffering. But 
Mm-hmm. I don't know, but like obviously the grief is still there. So, but I I remember like so he died. He passed on a Thursday, and I remember I had class on Tuesday, and I went to class like nothing ever happened. Which I don't know. That's not, right. That's probably not a good thing. I just I don't know when it comes to that. I I like I said before. I like I really struggle like communicating my true emotions and my feelings about it. But especially like one like around the time he passed, like so I was starting my last semester of nurse nursing school. And with that, like that was already stressful enough. So with him passing mm-hmm. with my last semester, with me trying to, you know, figure out jobs and figuring out classes, bringing out figuring out clinicals and all of that. I don't that took that took a lot, honestly. And I don't I don't share that part either. Like, but that was a lot for me but I went to class on Tuesday the next Tuesday like nothing really happened which is a good thing but I don't know that's something like I said before that I need to work on because even so this is kind of funny so one of my nursing friends I've told Florence and Sydney this before but one of my nursing friends um asked me like how how my parents are you know and I say they're fine knowing well that obviously that's not true so yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah that same friend she so i have my uh ceremony december 7th um for nursing school and she was asking me oh are your is your mom and dad gonna be there (laughs) and i said yes Yes. There, but his spirit will be there. So yeah, exactly. Yes. You're not lying. You're not lying. Exactly. You know, you're not lying for sure. I just, I need to come up with this, an excuse though, on like as to why, because I don't know if I'm gonna be able to tell her by then. I don't know if I'll feel ready to tell her, but mm-hmm. I need to come up with an excuse. <laughs> but yeah. I was going to ask, do you guys know what makes it hard to open up? about that part like that happening yeah because it's death death isn't something easy to yeah. talk about like it's, it's i think as a society we haven't normalized death enough for something that happens every blessed day we haven't normalized yeah. it enough like it's this like very like i guess because it's very sad and depressing it's so we just like hover around it I don't know. I think because it's so painful. It's also so personal. Like, mm-hmm. you don't want to be intruding in people's lives and things like that. And, like, it's also very permanent. So, I think those are the three reasons why we're, like, we just hover and hover. So, that's I think for me, that's why I struggle telling people. Aside from the fact that I'm private, it's just, like, I also don't want to ruin your day, like, because I also don't want to console you, too. It's just, it's a law. Like, I don't want to comfort you because I can barely comfort myself. You know, mm-hmm. and like I also feel like we don't know how to talk about it. It's very awkward too. Like there are a lot of things I feel contribute to that. Like it's very awkward. And also, like sometimes I can say it and I'm fine. Some other time I will say I burst into tears. I don't start crying in front of you. I, it's not everybody I feel comfortable crying in front of you know. So I feel like there are a lot of factors, but that's just me personally. Those are the different things that drive that. Like I also don't want you to feel sorry for me. There are a lot of reasons. Like I don't, I don't want your pity. Because it's, I, I don't see it as something that's very pitiful. I just see it as something that's painful. But again, I think because of the way we approach death, we just say, oh, yeah. 
and you feel like you feel sorry for them is normal you're human but i don't want to see that like they look like because when i've told my friends the, the way their face changes i'm like yeah i don't want to see that over and over and over and over, and over again mm-hmm. absolutely not bro mm-hmm. yeah um i think um i think I, I i definitely agree um i definitely agree with your perspective um on that i think i think it's something that isn't um like you said you know it's, it's really permanent and it happens all the time so like mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess people do try to kind of disconnect from that in a sense right. because um you, there's nothing you can really do about it i mean in, in, exactly. in my in my situation i, th- I think i think i have a, a little bit of a different perspective because um uh, whenever that happened when that whole situation happened and then there was a whole ruckus with 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 his family and just the whole i don't know i don't know if you guys ever watched like you know african magic and all that kind of crazy <laughs> stuff like like yeah. for real like no for real like like that's 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 what it was you know like it, it was a whole bunch of bullshit that happened after that so like you know i i never really had time to 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 grieve that much you know and i had to go mm-hmm. back to school um so like in terms of in terms of like you know why it might be hard to talk about it like for me um because of how i saw my like you know my dad's people behave um, part of the reason for me, even though I did tell, like, you know, my friends at the time, like, you know, like what was going on um, and then people got to know from them or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Part of the reason why, like, even now, like growing up after that, like not really talking about it is because uh, I, like the truth is for me, I, I just don't think people really give a fuck about that type of stuff. Like, you know, what I'm saying like just in and maybe just from my, my own perspective, like I just feel like like Simi mentioned this at the beginning, like, you know life just kind of goes on, you know what I'm saying? So like, it's, it's a case of, yeah, like, I don't want to console you. I don't want to like ruin your day and everything. But like, I know that I'm the one dealing with this shit at the end of the day. Like I'm the right. one that's going to have to, going to have to deal with it. Like no matter how much you can try to console me or try to, you know, kind of tell me words of encouragement, like the the person wearing the shoe is always the one that knows where it hurts the most. Like Mm. nobody's really going to be able to understand like where it hurts you because everybody has kind of a different relationship with people that they love. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. could be you miss the person for like, you know, maybe their, their words of encouragement or just like for things that it did for you or them being there for you. Like it's different things that come into it. So um, part of the reason why I never really used to talk about it like that much was just because I was my, I was like, you know, I, I didn't think that many people like anybody really cared and also i think that also comes from me being an only child that might affect it because i didn't really have um i don't know how it feels to kind of like maybe not uh kind of how to express myself in the terms of like maybe if you have like siblings i don't know it's different i know it's different but like maybe maybe there might be a way to like you know you talk to them without kind of escalating it to your parents because at that point in time, it was just just my mom you know yeah Mm. so it was like anything I felt like I can't just go tell my mom like, Oh, I'm feeling down because she's going to feel bad too. And she's going to feel down, you know? So I just kind of had to honestly just suck it up and just be like, all right, cool. Um, you know, I feel bad and everything, but like, like for the sake of my mother, um, because she wasn't doing good at all, you know, like she wasn't, she was not good at all, especially like combined with what, what, what his family was on, like, you know, all the, all the, it, it was a lot of bullshit that happened, you know, um, with that, I don't need to get into details, but like just, a lot of bullshit, you know, property, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Um, um, yeah, yeah, that definitely like, you know, um, put me off from just kind of talking about it yeah. for me. Cause you're Igbo, right? Uh, yeah. Y- yeah. Cause 
I mean, I haven't had like someone close, close to me pass away, but mm-hmm. I've seen things that happen when a family member passes away. Um, oh yeah. It, oh yeah. And it's sometimes it's, people start acting. <laughs> it's it's insane. Um, no, it is. It, it is definitely insane. insane. That's why I mentioned the grief. I, I wasn't really able to like till today. I don't know. Like I, I feel like I still need to go deal with it. You know, like even though it's been like mm-hmm. however long it's been, I still feel like. Because this was this all happened like a month. Like he died, they came, did whatever they were doing. Then I had to be back in school, like mm. all in the space of a month, you know. And again, you're like I'm 13 years old. Like I don't really even fucking understand what what just happened. Like I still don't get the consequences of it. But anyways, like yeah, let, let's just move on. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys are saying how like people like coming to people and telling people what happened and feeling like life just kind of moves on and mm-hmm. i mean i'm friends with both chica and simi and one thing i struggled with was understanding the best way to be there for your friends because i don't mm. know if i did that i don't know if i did that enough because i didn't i knew that you guys were going through this thing but like i didn't want to bring it up and be like i'm ruined like i didn't know if i i'll be ruining the mood by asking you like oh, how is everything going? And then maybe, like, I'll, like, <laughs> I'll remind you <laughs> of something. <laughs> I don't know. Even, like, when um I've had people, like, this, like, family member, my cousins that have lost somebody, and I'm right. like, oh, I really want to, like, console them, but I don't know how, like, would they think I'm, like, why is this girl bring this thing up? Like, you know, like, how would you yeah. like people to treat you and, like, be there for because obviously you want to be there for people mm-hmm. um me yeah, i just did by giving money i didn't give any of you money but you money. <laughs> 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 but, she said money <laughs> but yeah i like i genuinely don't know how to like not that i don't know like obviously it's not rocket science to be there for somebody but right it's like when do you bring it up because i know when you were going through that thing, Simi, Simi was just, like, every time I was Simi, we were just laughing. And I'm like, this girl, <laughs> this girl is going through a lot. And I know she's going through a lot, but I don't want to be like, oh, how is everything? And then it's like, oh, like, you know? And the yeah. same with Chica, too. Like, I mean, like, I will reach out to Chica, but again, you know. So how do you guys want to be treated by... I guess other people, except like the obvious things, like obviously don't don't be stupid about it. But like, what kind of treatment would you feel like if you got you would have felt more consoled by friends or not? Maybe not family members because they're also going through the same things. But people that aren't that didn't lose the same person for them. That makes sense, right? Um, I mean, for me, I feel like, I think I said this earlier, like, it's very lonely. I don't think there's any, well, let me not say that. It's very lonely. And like, I guess like, when you, like, for example, you use me as an example, I, I was always laughing and stuff like that. That's just me pretending, in all honesty. Um, that's one of the hardest times of my life since I've been born. But I struggle opening up to people anyways so it's easy for me to like 
like crack a joke, everybody's laughing. Then when I go to my room, I'm crying. That happened how many times? Mm-hmm. It's depressing to say out loud now, but <laughs> I was just misbehaving and like, you know, I feel like just ask because I feel like we're always overthinking like, oh, I don't want to say like because that the littlest thing reminds me of my brother. Like the other day when my and I went to Walmart, one boy passed me. I remember him of my brother. Like. Anything small, like even this song by Ashake Bandana, because that was one of my brother's favorite songs before he passed. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I live every day and I remember him. He's always at the back of my mind. So you bringing me up and say, oh, I'm just checking to see how you're doing. Like, that is, at least personally for me, I don't think it's going to ruin my day or going to make me upset or things like that. I mean, obviously, there's sometimes you know that if everybody's laughing, and then when the group says, obviously, I don't go to say, oh, see me, how are you doing now? <laughs> you know, obviously, like, wisdom, but I think just ask, honestly, I think we're always overthinking, like, oh, I really don't want to bring it. But the thing is that, more likely than not, that person is most likely already down, or is already at the back of your mind. you never forget. Like, even though you're not crying and whatnot, it's still at the back of your mind. So I will, my own suggestion would be just ask, because I definitely didn't, and this is not coming for, Forest or Chica or any of my friends, I didn't feel that support. And I don't know if that's because I didn't talk or they didn't know how to approach me or because me, I'm pretending. I just, I, I've never felt more alone in my whole life. Like, and I was telling my mom the other day, I didn't know how to even tell my family. It wasn't so I was down bad. I spoke to my mom. I didn't have to tell my siblings because I think that I don't want to upset them too. Like France was saying, they're also going through this too. So it was very, it was definitely very lonely. And so, so my own suggestion or answer to your question would be just ask like how are you doing i know you're going through this i just want to check in to see how you're doing end of story like i don't think i mean chica imano and chica you guys can say but i don't think that would cause any problems yeah yeah i totally agree um i didn't tell a lot of people about my dad's passing so not a lot of people were checking up on me because they didn't know but the people that did know like they Mm -hmm. were I didn't mind them asking. I honestly really appreciated it. Um, there's there's mm-hmm. actually um, these girls that I grew up with um, in my neighborhood, and they knew they know they knew about my dad. They knew about his condition and they knew about his death, but they never reached out to me, and that mm-hmm. bothered me a lot. Even though like we're yeah. close now, we don't really talk that much. But I grew up with yeah. these girls. We went to the mm-hmm. same elementary school. One of them, we went to the same middle school. But we were all in the same neighborhood. We did. We spent our growing years together. And they knew about his death, but they didn't right. say anything. And I have thought about that mm-hmm. for so much. I don't know. Like, it really bothers me yeah. that they did not say anything. Mm-hmm. And they still have it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> That makes me so upset. It's so annoying. So the thought of somebody like wanting to reach out and I, I, I appreciate it. I, I like it. So Mm -hmm. if anybody, if any of my friends would want to, then I think it's really nice and sweet. So I don't mind that at all. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Yeah. Again, you know, like I, I have a very different perspective. Um, because like it's it's so long like like when 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 that whole thing happened for me like some of my friends knew about it but we're still kids like we don't get it you know what I'm saying yeah. like 
so it's like cool like my dad died oh shit that that's that that's kind of that, that seems messed up but like we don't get it like we're not up we're not old enough to understand like okay this is actually like this is something that's permanent this is going to cause so many things to change in your life this is going to cause so many things to happen so like in terms of like how I would want somebody to like I guess I'm past that stage now like um I I uh I don't know I, I just couldn't I didn't get any like I don't think I got any support necessarily like from friends at that point in time like maybe like I, people knew and like you know people tell me like okay like oh we're, we're sorry about your dad passing but in terms of like oh checking up on me or like, how are you doing or like I remember like you know after that whole thing happened I went back on winter break and nobody texted my line nobody nobody texted me shit like nobody told me anything right. nobody told me nobody nobody told me anything about like what was going like and and it's cool because it's like you know we're young we're kids and everything so like I didn't really expect people like people are looking forward to like going eating like Christmas chicken or that, that that's you know like for real like like <laughs> no for real for real like for real that, that's Christmas what chicken yeah that, that was the main thing on our minds at that point in time okay I'm gonna people some people maybe are going on vacation they're looking right. forward to that you know so um. Like Simi said, it's lonely. Like, and 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 I really had to walk through that path by myself. Um, mm-hmm. I, I really had to. I really had to deal with the grief for myself. I had to console myself, and I had to to help myself. You know, like it's it's something that's very permanent. It's very lonely. Um, and um, like I was telling Simi the other day, like you know, my my mom then had to find a way to after losing everything. Okay, like we lost everything, like pretty much that that we had. Um, she had to find a way to kind of support me. And at that point in time, the school I was going to, same as me, like it wasn't cheap. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, she had to, I don't know. My, it was really my mom, my grandma, you know, my, my aunts. They're really there for me um, and for her. Um, mm-hmm. That kind of helped me to, to kind of continue going to school and everything. Um, but as far as the question in terms of like how, how I would say it might be nice. Um, for me, definitely like... Um, I, I don't think, because at the end of the day, okay, what I'm trying to say at the end of the day is this. People can tell you whatever they want to tell you, but uh, at the end of the day, you're still going to be alone. You're still going to be by yourself at some point in time. Like, your friends are not always going to be there to ask you how you're yeah. doing. Like, even if they like they mean the best, even if they mean the best, like, okay, want to check up on you, there's still going to be so many times when you're going to be alone. There's so many times when you're going to have to walk that path by yourself. Like, yeah. you're not always going to have access to people that are going to check up on you. So like in my case, like it like I looked at it as like, okay, cool. Like at that point in time I was pissed because I felt like people were like, okay, maybe like something or whatever, but I, I realized that whatever I went through at that point in time, I was ha- I was gonna have to go through it at some point in time in my life anyways. If I didn't go through it at that point in time, I was gonna have to walk alone and like figure it out by myself, you know? Um mm-hmm. so I maybe I the short answer to that question would be I, I don't have an answer. Like I, I don't really know how it would be, like because I wasn't really old enough to understand like what I would want or how I would want to be treated. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That does that make sense. sense. Well, I guess my question for you guys is what has been the most challenging thing now, like post this thing happening and changing your whole life? Like if you could think of something, what would that be? Mm. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you want to go. Chica. I have a lot, like you know, like because no, like you, over you, the you go ahead. 
All right, yeah, literally. Um, <laughs> like, for, for, for me, man, um, I, man, I felt so much pain, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, like, like, I, like, I, I went through so much pain and, and, like you said, Simeon, and and also Chica, like you know, like like it's 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 a painful thing, regardless. Like like even what what Chica said, like you know, you going to school or going back to class, like the the Tuesday after that happened. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think it's weird because I did the same thing. Like, you know, I went back to school and like I just had to, you know, again now going on to what Simeon is saying, I had to pretend, you know, like I had yep. to just like I I. I I don't want to be, I didn't want to be the, the killjoy, you know, like, oh, that's the dude, like, okay, cool, yeah. he's, he's all depressed and everything, moody mm-hmm. as fuck, you know what I'm saying? I didn't really want that to be, like, my image at that point in time, you know? So, yeah. um, I, I definitely had to learn how to balance pain and trying to move on in life or, or trying to, to, to make a way for myself, you know? and. Mm-hmm. I think in terms of like life altering things, like is, if I'm getting from like your, your question, see me like how this affected like life moving forward. Right. Is that your question? I guess. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Um, like I mentioned earlier, like I, I, I had like a lot of trust issues, you know, like my family with my family fucked up, you know, my dad's side of the family, they really did some messed up shit, you know? And this was me dealing with his, his loss and also trying to deal with the betrayal you know, mm-hmm. like trying to deal with like, like, I don't know if I should be sad that like my dad is dead or I should be sad that his brothers and sisters are trying to fuck me over. You right. Know? Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what to be sad about, you know, like they didn't really want me to go back to, to Trinity. They didn't want me to go back to school. Like, you know, they were like trying to just a bunch of stuff. Like, you know, they would tell my mom, okay, cool. Like, you know, um, don't let him go back to school there, you know, and, and this was because I continued there, that's why I was able to make, oh, oops, I was able to make a way, like, in my own life anyways. Right. Like, they wanted to put me in some, I don't know, man, like, they were doing some scandalous shit. Um, and, and, and that really shaped my life in the sense of, um, even till today, you know, like, I don't, I don't trust people, you know, I don't trust people, like, 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 at all. Uh, mm. because if my own blood can, like, screw me over shit, like, you're a stranger, I don't know you, you know, so like, it's like, no, for real, like, you know, like, I don't, like, I just look at life, like, nobody owes anybody anything. I didn't know they were going to die. Everybody's going to go. True. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, like, I was saying to me the other day, like, it's, 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 it's a great thing when you find, like, you know, like, one friend, like, like, one person that actually genuinely gives a fuck about you. Like, to find one person that genuinely, like, you know, wants you to do good, wants you to succeed, you know, wants you to, 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 to be a better version of yourself, genuinely. It's, it's hard as fuck. Like, that's why, like, whenever you find one person, two people in this life that you feel like, you know, you really vibe with and they they care about you for real, like, it's something that is very, like, you know, it's like a diamond, you know, like, because mm-hmm. it's hard. Um, Because I'm just sharing my own story. Like, my own blood, like, my own family was against me, you know? So, like, if there's somebody that you know that's not even your blood or your family that, you know, wants the best for you, man, that's a lot. You know, that's a lot. Um, It, it definitely did change. And, and again, my own case is different because this is abnormal like you know families don't behave like that you know so it's abnormal and i understand that so i'm not gonna say it's something that everybody like okay cool like if you lose a loved one you're gonna feel like no 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 in terms of just like his loss like i had to grow up and become a man like overnight because right i didn't have any role model no more you know i didn't have anyone mm. to look up to definitely wasn't gonna look up to my uncles you know what i'm saying so it's like <laughs> um yeah hell yeah like so so like, I, I didn't i didn't have anyone to look up to anymore you know like like and, and me and my 
me and my dad were close, like real close, you know, like yeah. real, real, real close. You know, I'd go to work with him. He was a civil engineer. So like I would go to like his sites and I would be like making my own little like, you know, I'd take my little shovel and like just act like I was doing some work on the site, you know, just just little <laughs> dumb shit, you know, like as a kid, uh, you know. Um, yeah. So, um, I definitely think it affected me um, negatively, ne- negatively to a point. But mm-hmm. again, um, I'll be lying if I said that it didn't affect me positively. Because mm-hmm. without that happening, I don't think I would have the drive that I have right now. At least to take care of my mother. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I don't mm-hmm. think I would have the 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 kind of like you know in the sense of like I want to make him proud. You know, in a sense, like mm-hmm. but at the same time, like I don't want to let my mom down like you know because i know that she had a lot of faith in me when that Mm -hmm. happened like you know because um she just kind of put all her hope and trust in me like okay like you know hopefully like he doesn't get all screwed up because they i don't know they they just didn't think i could make it you know they all knew how close i was to my dad and i was young so they didn't think i could make it but um definitely positives and negatives you know case by case for each person that's what i would Mm -hmm. say but I don't think you should only look at because I know, like you know, for Chica and Simi, like right now, it's still very like fresh, you know, like it, it just happened, you know. Like right. I'll just say, like from my experience, right now you're going through all the negatives, right? You're going through all the negatives of it, and I I, I don't even want to say any positive. Like I'm not saying positive in the sense of, oh, uh, this is good that this happened. It's just that. No, I like, get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like good things will come from your pain. Yeah, yeah Like it's yeah, not yeah, old ones. Yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. It exactly. You know. Like, but then again, like, you know, last thing I'm going to say on that is definitely good things coming from your pain is a choice. You see what I'm trying to say? Mm, yeah. Like, like bringing out good things from your pain is a, definitely a choice. It's not a given. You know, right. there, are a lot of, there are a lot of people that lose siblings, lose parents, and they, they you know, they're on drugs, you know, like they lose their life. Like so many things can come out of that. So my last thing, just like, you know, good things can come from that, but you have to find a place in yourself, find some strength yeah. in yourself to utilize that pain mm-hmm. to get to something better. Yeah. Right. So. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, for me, uh, I feel like I keep saying this, but obviously the situations are a lot different, but for me, yeah. I feel like I've realized how just fake people can be. Um, mm. So... Mm. Again, during, so my dad was diagnosed 2018 and then we, like, he really, he really started to like, I don't know if this is the right word, but like deteriorate, deteriorate, thank you, (laughs) 2020, like he started to lose function after like walking, talking, all of that. So like it was, it got bad and my mom, like I'm a private person, obviously. I don't really like to share a lot about myself. But my mom, though, she will share information. And she <laughs> was telling people, like, my dad's condition. So, mm-hmm. and then all, like, she told so many people, but did one of them come to our house? No. Did one of them, like, try calling my mom, trying to see, like, how how's my dad doing? Like, how's he doing? Yeah. Barely. And then once he passed that day, like, she was telling, like, people what happened and like a few days after she just kept getting calls and calls and calls and calls oh i'm sorry blah blah blah. like which i know i just said you know it's nice to like reach out to people and i get that but we're and we're 
I don't know if I should say, I was about to say where I lived, so I'm not going to say that. Um, <laughs> we're all like in the same area. So these people could right. easily drove to our house and just mm-hmm. checked up on him or just called my mom. But mm-hmm. did that happen? No. But after his passing, Bye. all these people want to show up like they've been here since day one. And I'm just like, fake, mm-hmm. fake, 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 mm-hmm. fake. And mm-hmm. even, even at the wake, so we had a wake this like two weeks ago and mm-hmm. all the i don't know like all these people that were crying and i feel like this was mm-hmm. mentioned before like one man he was wailing like wailing during the ceremony mm-hmm. i'm just like okay you have your emotions i understand that but i feel like this is so wrong to say but like you weren't even there during like the most difficult times like yes right it's a very yeah. difficult time, but you weren't even there. Like so many, oh my gosh, so many of these people are fake. And another thing I, okay. So this was after my dad passed. I got a call from a guy that my dad used to work with. I don't know how he got my number, first of all, mm-hmm. but um, he was calling me to try to get in contact with my mom because I guess he tried calling my mom or he texted my mom and my mom wasn't reaching out to him. And then he said something that was like, so baffling to me like he was like i know you're going through a hard time but what about me what about you uh-uh. what about is everybody all right what does that mean it's like what about me i'm going through a lot too with this i'm just like what was where have you been what, people are not all right people are sick and honestly it's just gotten me just so frustrated on like how people will act and how people will try to i don't know how and it's, it's just so frustrating like how fake people can be and that's been like one thing that obviously there are fake people in the world but that's one thing that i'm very much noticing after my dad's passing so it's been interesting Sometimes I think that's a thing like Nigerian culture, and this might be a very wild assumption, but like we all want to be there as a community. But sometimes the family just needs space to like actually just consume what has just happened to them and actually like let it settle in. Because like the first week after I had my mom's house, our wow, house was just oh full. Guest, 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 They couldn't even process it because like Everywhere is full. Everybody is everywhere, bro. And I know it comes from a good place. That's why like, I'm not complaining or saying that, oh, this is bad. It's just like the family needs time to actually process that this has happened to us. How can I move forward? Because crazy. But on a more personal level, I would say like the most challenging part for me has been kind of, I don't say losing myself. Because like me and my brother were close as hell. Like the man I said with him and his dad and I always saw my brother as, like, my responsibility. Like, we're only two years apart, so, like, we're buddy, 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 buddy. So, when he passed, I felt like I lost, like, that big sister part of myself, which is, like, a very big part of myself. Like, if we're friends, I'm always doting on my friends, because like, I'm used to doing that. Like, I grew mm-hmm. up with this boy, so I'm always looking out for him and doing this. Like, so, when that was gone, it was just, like, a part of me just vanished, because I cannot be anybody's big sister again, unfortunately. Um, be my big sister. Absolutely fucking what? not. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> no and i have to check myself on sometimes because sometimes I, I find myself like 
going to the extreme for my friends and i've noticed that oh i'm just trying to feel that void that i feel mm-hmm. even till today i still feel that like i have nobody to be like oh like just you know the way you do after your sleep is different from the way you do it after your friends so um just trying to fill that void has been the most challenging part because it's just like i don't know what i'm supposed to do. i can't ask my parents to have another child you know so it's been it's like you lose a part like i've lost that part of myself and there's nothing i can do to get it back so it's been very painful and like i'm trying to like maybe find myself again because i know i've mentioned this on this podcast before that like it i've now entered a season where i'm trying to find myself because i've lost a very big part of myself so i need to rediscover who i am without that piece and it's been very challenging but yeah that's how it's been so far i believe in you thanks i appreciate it um what are your expectations and hopes like moving forward and stuff like what do you i know emmanuel has been long for you so your your perspective is a little different from simia chica but um like Moving forward, what are your expectations and hopes in dealing, like in your healing process, um, and dealing with this huge void in your life, and um, and how do you want? Because me, I want to know because I'm you guys' friends. So how do you want your friends to be there for you? Because now I feel bad because I feel like I didn't do enough. Thinking back, I feel like I should have done. A lot more, especially for you, Simi. Um, but yeah, I want to know. Um, Chica, do you want to go? Oh, your man. Uh, sure, I can go. Um, honestly, I don't know. I feel like with me, I am more focused on my mom than I am, and helping her heal rather than myself. Well, obviously, like I feel like my mom went through a lot because I mentioned that like during COVID I was the one with my dad taking care of him but after that once I went back to school like it was mainly her and I would obviously come home time to time and help out as much as I can could but she she did a lot of the work so and on like just helping her heal from it being home as much as I can even if that's something I might not want to do at the time. But, you know, just, just comforting my mom because after my dad's passing, she's she's gone through a lot. Like, I haven't mentioned this. Well, I mentioned it to Florence. But after my dad's passing, like, she has lost her eldest sister, her cousin, and her aunt in the span of – and her husband in the span of three months – so just like being there for her, helping her heal, and I don't know, trying to, it's hard to, gonna, it's going to be hard to get her mind off of this, but like, it's, I guess trying to be like a distraction or get her mind off these things and honestly just being there for her. But in terms of my friends, I don't know, <laughs> like I really, I haven't told that many people that I know, so I haven't really been discussing it, but just like I said before, like reaching out, reaching out is fine. Like just check, like checking up on me, like from time to time would be nice, but I don't know. 
I'm really not too <laughs> so much. So wait, how are you expecting to like heal? Because you talked about your mom, but what about yourself as well? Well, I I feel like being with my mom helps too. Like just being in the a company, like being with someone, mm-hmm. because I feel like when I'm at school, like nobody at my school knows. But when I'm at school, mm-hmm. I just feel so alone. So like just being home, being with my mom, us having mm-hmm. these conversations. And honestly, these conversations really do help. They do. It's like it's not good. It's not good to like bundle like everything in. It's really not. And like I've said, that's something I really struggle with. So just having these conversations with my mom or with my friends can really help. So I guess for me, I would say my hope for the future is that was your question, right? Yeah, like, like your, your hopes and expectations for healing and then, like, how you want support doing that. Uh, I think for myself, I my hope for myself is to stop. I guess I feel a certain amount of guilt when it comes to uh, my brother. But I think that might just be normal. Like, when you lose someone, like, you feel like, oh, I wish I said this or I wish I called you more. I wish I did this more. Or, like, when life is good you're like oh i shouldn't be enjoying or whatnot but for me it's less of that just more oh i wish i was there more i wish i was this more i wish i said this more i wish i said i love you more because when we started when this happened we started actually saying i love you as a family like we all knew we loved each other but we never used to say it like vocally Mm -hmm. so when uh, my brother passed we i don't even know because we never actually spoke about it but we just started saying it like i actually love you bro like it's not just like Oh, because I don't know, growing up, we never actually said, I love you with our mouths. It was more of action. So I guess for me, my hope is to release that guilt because I feel like that will help me heal for sure and help me, well, not move forward, but just learn how to carry my grief. Um, I don't know. My, I think simple chica said, there's nothing, honestly, there's nothing your friends can do. Just check in. There's, there's all, there's, let, they can't bring them back. So mm-hmm. this, I just, in my opinion, I don't think there's anything your friends can do on it. Just be there the best way you can, and like check in from time to time. Like, yeah, that is it. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really know how to answer that question. <clears throat> um, shit. Um, I guess expectations now moving forward. Um, or okay, actually, my main expectation. But my hope all these years was just my mom not dying. Um, that has been my main hope over these years because uh, my dad dying made me understand my mom can die too. Mm. Uh, that was something that happened to me. That, like it was a profound thing that happened because I always thought my parents would, you know, I thought it would be like, okay, cool. Like it's, you know, it's normal. I'm just going to grow up. You know what I'm saying? You know, they're going to be there for me. They're going to die of old age. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like it's just going to be. You know, my, my hope had just been because um, kind of like Chica, um, my main focus was my mom and, and trying to trying to trying to help her heal um, from whatever was going on. And because because she was the one that really understood the the ramifications of what had happened. You know, she's the one that knew what our financial situation was. She's the one that knew. That that I was, you know, w- without the help from her family, that I was, I was, we were fucked, uh, you know, and 
and for lack of a better terms, we were we were highly fucked. Um, we had we didn't really have uh, anything. No, for real. Like it, it, no. In hindsight, now you know, um, it, it's it's. I, I feel, <laughs> I feel um, definitely much better now you know like years mm-hmm. after i feel much better at that point in time i, I definitely cannot have this conversation right um, definitely definitely not in this manner um but but definitely we, we were fucked and um i had hope or i wished mm-hmm. i was like man look if my mom dies i'm an orphan i'm i'm like i'm i'm done it's you know what i'm saying like i was like nobody because no one as, as a kid okay you guys know that like no one is going to put in or go hard for you like your parents will okay yeah. like yeah. like your 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 uncles your aunts might love you but no one really all things being equal no one is really going to show you or go hard for you like your mom or your dad will okay so mm-hmm. like i already lost one of that you know and i knew already like you know losing him cuz you can imagine like you know a nuclear family it's just uh mom dad me so it's three of us and like, you know, we're all just like, you know, uh, buddy, buddy and whatever. It wasn't really even ever like a situation whereby I didn't feel close to my, I felt close to both of my parents like the whole time. So when he left, you know, definitely the bond with my mom became much stronger because, you know, we needed each other to to progress, or at least just to like, you know, get through the whole thing. Um, So I guess for now, expectations would just be just my mom, you know, like, I, I think I'm not done yet, you know, like with my, my whole mission with my mom, um, at least just taking care of her and making sure everything is good with her. And I think whenever I get to that stage where everything is good with my mom, then I'll go deal with myself. I don't think I've dealt with myself yet. Um, and it's been a long time. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, in my own perspective, like it's been 10 years, you know? So like, I, I guess if you guys are drawing from what I'm saying, like this shit doesn't end. Like I'm, I'm not even trying to say it in a bad way. Like, it's not like, I definitely like time heals everything. Like I was playing to Simi the other day, like time heals all wounds, but it doesn't heal all wounds in the sense whereby you forget. Like it heals all wounds because like, as you move on in life, you have more and more experiences, right. That push that other experience to the side, but it never leaves though. Like it's always something you're going to remember, but like you having more and more experiences. That's why I mentioned earlier, like it being something that you have to make a choice about. You have to make a choice to kind of push that to the side, not because you don't care or you don't love them, but because mm-hmm. you have to make a way for yourself to be able to actually deal with it. Because what happens is when you dig yourself into a hole and you don't want to, and people look at moving on as like a bad term, like, oh, I'm moving on means it. No, no, no. To me, moving on is okay. Understanding like, you know, cause I think there are different phases, you know, there's the initial shock stage where you're like, you're shocked and you yeah. just don't even understand that. Like this person is gone. I was just with them. You know, how did this happen? You know, like, and it all happens so fast. Right. And then I think the next stage would be, you know, the stage where you beat yourself up, you know, like, you're like, man, like, maybe I could have been there. Like Simi was saying, I could have been there. I could have done more. You know, what if this didn't happen? What if they didn't, you know, you have all the what ifs and you're questioning God and like, you're asking why this had to happen to you or your family. But then I think after that, you know, I think there, there is a stage after you make the choice. And I'm sure like, you know, um, um, everyone on here would, would agree that the right choice would be to utilize that pain to be better, you know? So, after making that decision and making those, like, you know, putting those things in place, I do believe there's a point in time when you get to, and not even I believe, I know that there's a point in time that you're going to look back and be like, you know what, um, this person would be proud of me. Mm-hmm. You know, like this person, you know, I've, I've done something in my life to an extent whereby I know that if they were here, 
they would be happy. And, and and now when you think about this, you don't think about it and cry anymore. You think about it. And if you do cry, you cry tears of joy because you know that this is something that they're not here to experience. Yes. But this is something that would have made them very, very happy. And, and me, I believe that they, they do, they, they see these things. I don't know what happens after you die. Yes, it will happen to everyone, but I do believe that, you know, and from my own experiences, um, I do believe that they're still here with us, you know, in, in one way or the other, either in your heart, like, you know, from just in a way, you know, like I don't never ever feel like you're, even though you're alone, but never feel like you're completely alone. You know, they're always there. These are people that love you. And these are mm. people that have been there for you. So um, I think just feeding off that, like my expectations or my hope were just making sure that I could, you know, um, give my mom a better life. And then I'll deal with myself. And then your second question, um, how friends would uh, kind of, how I'd like friends to assist. Is that what you said? Like with your healing process. Support you, yeah. Um, okay, like I think for me, like I, I think I'm past that stage. Um, I, I mean, Imano, you're still healing, no? I mean, like, I'm, I'm not going to, like, past that stage doesn't mean I'm, I'm healed, okay? Like, because like I told you, Simi, like I haven't been to his gravesite in 10 years. Like since that right. happened, I have I haven't gone back to the grave. Like that that shows you something. I haven't dealt with it. I haven't really like, you know, like like the reason why I say I'm past that stage now is because all my friends, like my close friends, they know like you know my situation. Like they know like you know it's just me and my mom, you know. But I think I don't know. Maybe it's weird. Like because like for me, I think it's been so long. When I tell people, okay, cool. Like you know, they ask me, oh, how's your mom and dad? I'm like, oh, my dad is my dad passed, and then they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's like, oh, it's cool, it's cool. Like when did this happen? I'm like, oh, it happened in 2013. They're like, oh, like it's almost like, you know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Like, like it really is. I swear. Like oh, you know, like oh, it's wild. That is crazy. That's terrible. Yeah, 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 and I and, and and I've definitely had that. I've definitely had that response from people before. Um, so it's like, to me, I, I just like I'm like, well, people kind of. That's my whole point about saying like people don't give a fuck. Like a lot of people don't laughing. care. <laughs> no, for real. It's nah, so no, no, no. bad. That no, 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 for real. Say that, bro. No, for real. Like, like, no, like, like. Yeah. It, that's just my point of bringing up the whole thing of like majority of people like 98 percent of people don't give a fuck and and it's fine okay like that's that's i'm not saying this like oh i i wish people cared because um it made me who i am today like going through that by myself made me who i am today like you know it made me who i am in the sense of like i don't need nobody like i i just like nobody was there for me like that you know what i'm saying when i was in my lowest times you know and i had to kind of grow like that which i told simi the other day like you know i don't think it's something that i love about myself because you know nobody's an island you know like we all need somebody like we all need people we all need to trust somebody you know like we all need to be cool with somebody or express ourselves to somebody like nobody's an island and i understand that i, I don't even say that from a point of like oh like uh, yeah whatever like no 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 like I, I understand that we all need someone so that's something i would want to work on myself but again that's i guess that's the hope like i hope i can get to a stage whereby i can actually put that time in and like you know look in myself and like see okay cool like what have been the consequences because i think i've just been counting the good things that have happened after he died in mm -hmm. terms of opportunities and like you know progression in my life helping my mom and i haven't really sat down to think okay like how has this negatively affected you like you know what are the consequences how can i heal from that how can i take care of that so 
in terms of friends, like I think just my friends nowadays, like um, just, you know, just talking to them, you know, like sharing how I feel, you know, I, I never really talk about it anymore. If I'm going to be very honest with you guys, um, it's not something that um, like I, I've had stretches of good days without mm. having a bad day. That's what I'm trying to say. You know, like it, it, it comes in, it comes in kind of blocks, you know, maybe now you have like one good day and then the next day is bad. And then you have one good day and the next day is bad. But that one good day starts to turn to two good days and then it starts to turn to three good days and then it's four good days and then it's a week, then it's a month. Then it's, of course, you're still going to have bad days, but you know, um, mm -hmm. the aim is to kind of work on yourself to an extent whereby you can minimize those bad days. They're always going to happen, but um, yeah, I don't know if I answered your question properly, at least the second question, yeah, um, but I don't know. That's just how I feel. I it. also wanted to know from you, Manuel, like, is it, um, like dealing, like being able to, like your own situation, do you think it has anything to do with being a man? Oh, uh, hell yeah. Think, okay. Hell yeah. 100%. Like 100%, like back home in, 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 in I mean, in Nigeria, um, the only reason why my mom wasn't completely finished was because I was a man, like because I was a son, pretty much like because mm. their, their, their whole thing about it was they couldn't really like completely screw her over because I had my dad's last name. Right. So like mm. it was like wow. they, they, they still had to like and my mom told me this, this is what she told. This is not an assumption. Like she told me that, you know, um, it would have been much worse. And, you know, of course, like, this is not something that I, I I think it's good, you know, but that's just how it was, you know, like, they couldn't really do as much as they could or wanted to because they knew that, you know, at some point in time, you know, whatever, whatever, I don't know even what their perspective was, but that definitely played a role in it. And in terms of, like, taking care of my mom, that definitely played a role in my head, too, because um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just looked, I just had to take that role, yeah. like kind of, I had to play that role of her husband. I had to be her husband. I had to be her brother. I had to be her everything, mm. you know, I, I had to be everything for her. So I think trying to fill all those roles for her subconsciously kind of put me in a position whereby I had to put away everything that I felt and put away whatever pain or like, you know, anguish or, or grief that I felt to take care of her. And, and again, that was my situation. But I think in terms of however, however it might be, like whatever the grief might be, I think when you're in a situation whereby you lose a loved one and you have other loved ones that are being affected by this, I think everyone kind of switches positions. I think mm -hmm. everyone, ev everyone that's involved kind of takes the position shifts. Like, you know, Chica, in your, in, in your instance, now, like you said, you're trying to help your mom. So now you're playing a different role than a daughter would normally play, you know? Like in Simi's case, you lost your younger brother. You have your, your, your older siblings. You have your parents. Like now it's not only just going to be, okay, cool. Like we have a younger sister or like we have siblings. Like everyone is playing a role in terms of like everyone is trying to help somebody else. It's no longer just like, okay, like, oh, all right, whatever. Like, you know, I'm your brother. I'm your sister. Yeah, yeah, screw you. Screw this, whatever. No, no, no. It's like, it, I, I, and correct me if I'm wrong. That's just how I think it is because that's how it was for me. I definitely right. had to change my role. I, I wasn't just a son, no care in the world. Mom, can I go buy tantalizers? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, or like, <laughs> or like, <laughs> like I couldn't really like do any of this stuff anymore, you know? So I like, agree. Yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. 
in my instance, I would say like the switching roasting definitely makes it like that is on point because. I think all my life, my parents had been everything for us. Like, my dad does... Every, like, my parents are very involved in our lives. But when this happened, they couldn't, like... It was so painful for them. And, like, I think the three of us subconsciously, we decided, okay, this is something we're going to shield them from. Even though, like, obviously, they go to Philly. But, like, things related to, like, my brother's funeral and stuff like that. My older brother was very, like, we cannot involve them because... Like, we know how traumatized this is for them. And, like, it was, like, we kind of started protecting them, even though they protected us all our lives, you know. So I definitely agree, like, bro, the whole funeral, I don't think I, in my life, I love planning things, but I never thought that we'd be planning a funeral. And that shit was so intense and, like, design, like, even little things like designing the gravestone. And, like, it's just, they're so traumatizing. And you're just, you know, over, and also having to do it so quick, like, in, in the space of how many months, like, it's ridiculous. And I also, like, before this, I wouldn't have thought of, like, oh, when someone, like, when someone dies, it's like, oh, the person has died, and that's it, but there's an after, like, you need to lay them to rest, and, like, all, like, Emmanuel was talking about, like, family politics and things like that, so even the things that happen after are crazy. And, like, why is it so fucking expensive to bet? It's so expensive to do a burial. You would think the even the fucking ground you have to pay for the ground you put there. Isn't that insane? Like you can't pity me Facts. enough to give me this ground for free. Facts. Why? Facts. And it's not even cheap. Like it's so so just even things like that. So I definitely agree with Roman and Chica. Like you shift. Like there's a shift because something is missing. So it makes sense that everybody rearranges to Facts. you know continue in life mm-hmm. in, with this new situation so I, yeah that the man is definitely spot on that that actually happened with us yeah. as well uh, yeah i agree 100 percent. like after um my dad passed i got a lot of calls and like a lot of older people in the community were telling me oh you have to be the one to you know keep your family together you know mm-hmm. to your mom be with your mom blah 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 all of that stuff i got a lot of people told me that and yeah I, I wasn't expecting that to be honest but obviously that's obviously that's what i'm gonna do you don't need to tell me that but yeah yeah like the role thing is very spot on and like like i so i they were telling me like you have to be the one to you know keep the family together but with my oh, so i have three older brothers and with them mm-hmm. they were the ones that were like doing the I don't know. I'm trying to think of a word, but I can't think of it right now. But they were the ones doing um, the logistics of like the funeral mm. and all of that, while I guess I was doing the nerd. Like obviously, I helped with planning the funeral and everything, but like I was doing the more care caretaker type role. So yeah, there was a lot of that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, guys, thank you so much for sharing. Um, this is really, really thank nice to get like a different, not a different perspective, but like see what that looks like and feels like and um, being on the other side of it because it's something that, like you said, happens every day for a lot of people. So I think this was a really, really beneficial conversation um and it made me think a lot about um in my own side like it made me think a lot about how to show up for people 
that are going through that thing because because sometimes um it also comes with a thing where it's like you're also wrapped up in your own life mm-hmm. that is like in your own day-to-day that sometimes is hard to not hard but like you just it doesn't come to your mind to be like oh this person is really really dealing with xyz um and it would be helpful to be there for them mm-hmm. um in mm-hmm. a more active way not yeah so i mean i do want to say it's not an expectation at least for myself i don't expect my i feel like i i i i feel like it should be an expectation though like i i don't want to i don't want my friends to be going through something and i'm like not there you know and yo but i'm trying to say like like you said everybody's going through something right because your son has not passed your life doesn't mean your life is not shit i'm not saying french life is shit but like you know like you don't have to be grieving <laughs> for, you don't have to be grieving for your life to like you know for you to be going through a tough time so like at least for me personally i don't have an expectation that oh my friends must reach out and blah 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 but it's nice it's nice yeah that's exactly. what i'm saying but like is. Like but for I'm me, I feel like I uh, don't expect, but I said for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I want to say so you don't feel bad. Like uh, there's no need to feel bad that oh I should be I've been there for see me more. Or, like the, honestly, there are no hard feelings here. Like for real. All right. Um, I think um like like I, I definitely I definitely agree with with, with you, Simi. Um I, I don't think <clears throat> at least from from the perspective of the person dealing with the grief like my own perspective like um there wasn't really an uh, expectation um, at that point in time again mine is different but like you know at least from what i remember like there wasn't i don't remember there being that much of an expectation like from people that yeah you know like <laughs> um maybe it would have been nice you know to get get more texts or calls or whatever but yeah like i understood at that point in time that i i i that this is a this is a path I have to walk through by myself, regardless of how many people I have around me or how many people might reach out to me or whatever. Like I still have to walk through the path. And just like you know, and a closing note, I guess, like it, from my perspective, and and going to Chica and Simi, like you know, um, this is like I like you guys mentioned, like this is something that is still very fresh in memory. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. um, I was telling Simi the other day, um, don't ever. Don't ever put yourself on a timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, don't ever, don't ever give yourself. Um, oh, I, I have to stop, you know, crying or whatever by a year. Or like, if I'm still doing this after like six months, then something is wrong. Or like, like what I'm trying to say is, g- give yourself time. Everybody has their own timeline. You know, like everybody has their own timeline in in terms of recovering from grief. Um, and 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 like Simi said, it, it's definitely one of the most um, powerful emotions you know and i was explaining to her the other day it's, it's one of those things that like you know it, it really doesn't go you know you get happy then you get sad you can't be happy yeah. and sad at the same time you know yeah. mm-hmm. but you can be happy and still feel grief right like you yeah. can be sad and still feel grief you can be you can you can be anxious for your test and you're still grieving yeah. you know like right. it's one of those emotions that like it never really like it, it it's not mutually exclusive like you can feel it with other things also happening mm-hmm. you know and, and it's very weird you know so like like don't don't ever don't ever put yourself in a in in a, in a box and think that you know I have to do this and I have to do that and and also for um in both of your cases like you know Chica you taking care of your mom and and Simi you 
just taking care of your siblings in general, your parents. Like one negative thing I learned from myself was, um, and I'm trying to tell you guys just so you don't fall into that, is just also give yourself time to to take care of yourself. No matter how much is going on or no matter how, how much responsibilities you think you have for somebody else, mm-hmm. um, also give yourself some time and also always find some way to take care of yourself. And taking care of yourself doesn't have to be Oh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I don't know. I'm not going to cry today or I'm not going to show people that I'm sad. Like, it could be something like, look, it's a personal journey. Like it could be, Oh, today I'm just going to go take a walk. I'm just going to walk outside. Like whatever, whatever resonates to you, whatever you think brings you some sort of peace. Because at that point in time, when this kind of thing happens, the most valuable resource is peace because you feel like you can never find peace. You know, you feel like you're never able to feel yourself again. You're never going to be able to be yourself again. You think it's always going to be like this. I'm always going to have these bad memories. I'm always going to, because for me, like when that happened, like, you know, I thought I was never going to get that image out of my head of my dad convulsing and mm. like, you know, losing breath and just, you know, just dying, you know? Um, and, and, I, and I still, I still have it in my head, of course, but, you know, um, I had to understand that um, it, it, there's no timeline to this, you know? Um, don't ever force yourself to 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 heal faster than you should, you know, like and and honestly, when this kind of thing happens, like um, it, it really is fuck whatever anybody else says, because like I said earlier, like, you know, it's only the person that wears the shoe that knows where it hurts. Mm. Nobody nobody can ever tell you how you should feel or how you should express yourself or how, what you should do. You know, the only thing that we have a responsibility over is ensuring that this doesn't lead to something that has a detrimental effect on our lives, you know? Like, you, you cannot let it lead you towards something that gets you to a worse place than you already are. Like, you know, you should always look at where you are right now as the lowest point, mm. you know? And you should always think about it, like, whatever is happening from this must be something that takes me a little bit higher, you know? Like, so it's it's almost like you're putting yourself in a position whereby you can kind of spring off this, whatever you're feeling right now, whatever pain you're feeling right now, whatever you're, whatever you think might not be able to be expressed to other people. You might not always want to talk to other people. That's one thing I wanted to say also. Like, you don't mm-hmm. always have to, you know, feel pressured to express how you feel. Even if a friend calls you and asks you, hey, how are you doing? You don't, and I'm sure you maybe, I'm sure you guys know this, you know, I'm not trying to say something that's like unknown. Like, you know, if you don't ever feel like talking about something, you don't have to. Like, there's no, there's no pressure. And yeah. anyone that pressures you to talk about it is not, doesn't have the right intentions. You know, and and you don't have like Simi said, you don't have to go through grief to to also have something going on in your life. And also you don't have to go through grief to be able to kind of have an understanding of, of how painful it might be. You might not know the exact thing, but in terms of like just respecting people's boundaries or respecting people's um, timelines or how they see their own life is, is, is something very important. So, um, again, I told Simi this the other day, like there's nothing that I can say that would necessarily make anything any better than it is right now but what i can say is with time and with effort coming from your own part you're going to be able to find some reason and you're going to be able to find some some inspiration or some something some solace you know from whatever has happened and you're going to look back and 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 know that you made the right decision to kind of not give up and not kind of let it go you know i think that's the main thing i don't think you should ever ever let it go don't ever just 
give up on anything because it's going to be hard. Okay. Like it's, it, there are going to be times when you're going to feel like shit. There, there's so many times you're going to feel like there's no one there for you. There are going to be times like even moving forward, there are going to be times when your friends are not going to be there. They're not going to, and not because they don't want to be there, but at times things are just going to happen. Life goes on. Right. So like you really have to find a way to cope with this by yourself because times are going to come when you're not going to have any other option, but to be by yourself. If you get what I'm saying, yeah. you know, so if you're able to find a way to deal with that and it doesn't have to happen overnight, but it should be something you're constantly working on every day to find a way to, you know, to make a way for yourself. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for sharing. It's been really enlightening. Um, and thank yeah. you for your also perspectives and being so open and vulnerable um, in this space that we are. So with that being said, make sure that you um, follow us on Instagram at the Do You Get Podcast. You can send us a dilemma with the link in our Instagram bio and also in the link in the description of this episode. Make sure you also rate and review the podcast on Spotify and Apple and yeah we're leaving you with love and always remember you've got this grief comes and goes in waves like imano has said and you know you'll be all right we're all all right okay thank you for tuning in and (laughs) (laughs) i hope you all have a lovely lovely week bye bye